and day. I'll tell you what, I'm I'm one of the suckers. I probably haven't had a pop tart in five or six years. You thought about it, didn't you? No, I, I two weeks ago I bought pop tarts. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 612 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Friday morning. Well, if you're in holiday mode, you know, and you not your usual routine where you're up early listening to the program, you're going to miss a good one today. This show mm-hmm. is stacked. Oh, yes. So it's a on keeper. Your, on your way to work or around town like you normally would be and tuning into this year program, uh, you're in luck. First of all, yes, yes, I have seen the T-shirts. We're thrilled to have the one and only Will Pounder on our show. Okay, that is the now uh, former University of Wisconsin lacrosse chancellor, Joe Gao. Introducing an adult film actor, one of several who appeared on a cooking show that he and his wife Ah. have been producing. Gao in recent months went public with his promotion of porn industry stars and he and his wife's own participation in that. You can feel free to stop sending me the link to the free Joe Gao t-shirts. Yes, (laughs) I have seen it. I'm not sure who's making money on that, but somebody is. What took so long? (laughs) I haven't seen this much of Joe Gao since I was wandering Graf Main Hall about seven years ago. This is insane. Yeah, you and uh, producer of the program, Greg Pancake Hill. Proud University of Wisconsin Lacrosse Eagles. Yes, very proud. Good for you guys. Love having all the alum hitting me up like, well, what do you know about the story? How'd you get him on the show yesterday? Well, good for you. This story is making national news. Let me give you that perspective from ABC. In a unanimous decision, the Universities of Wisconsin Board of Regents terminated Joe Gao as Chancellor of Lacrosse. This after it was reported he and his wife posted videos on adult sites including OnlyFans and Pornhub also publishing books about their life in the adult industry under pseudonyms. Gao releasing a statement saying in part I am deeply troubled that I received no due process from the Board of Regents adding that the books and videos are protected by the First Amendment. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. Okay, so there's UW Lacrosse on the national stage. Uh, Eric and, uh, as a, the aforementioned producer, Greg Hill, tracked down Dr. Gow on Thursday, who was entirely happy to talk with us on Wisconsin's Morning News. Nobody is forcing anybody to read anything or watch anything they don't want to. So you, you have to be interested in this kind of material to go out and find sure. it. So it, it really is... You know, kind of, uh, I, I don't know what people are objecting to. So, Gal remains defiant. He is insisting this is a free speech and academic freedom issue. Says he is considering his legal options. Uh, here's something else that occurs to me. And Adam, you pointed this out yesterday. He had already announced that he was going to be retiring at the That's end of right. this academic year. Yeah, and... Uh, I mean, I guess this just kind of pushes it along. I mean, <laughs> you wonder, yes. did, did, did you, because a lot of the videos, just for context... They haven't been up on the Sexy Happy Couple channel for all that long. So it just makes you kind of wonder, could you just maybe have waited a little bit longer to promote See, this? That says to me that his true passion is is not higher education or leading UW Lacrosse. It's the adult film industry, and he wants that to be his next act in life. How many more views have these videos gotten? How much more attention has this all garnered him? And if all he had to do was cash in a few extra months and get all this attention and maybe reach a settlement with UW, I think it's an attention grab, no question. Could have gone about his way just a few more months from now and done whatever he wanted. Yeah, big boon for his business, though. I mean, this is what we call in the industry a hustle. (laughs) So what we've got right now is if you want to – did you put that up there? 
Oh, it's up there. If you want to see the T-shirt, oh, it's up there. You can watch us on the live stream. That is, text the word "watch" to the old National Bank Talk and Text Line eight five five six one six. That looks like a graphic design, a graphic design first project. That's not the final project to get your graphic design degree. Okay, Greg put the T-shirt up on the live stream. You can access that on our app and on our website at any time. Click the "Watch Now" button or text the word "Watch" to eight five five six one six one six twenty. You can see the T-shirt up there, and we've got more from Dr. Joe Gao and the scandal coming up. This morning at 7.20 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Also, our full interview with Dr. Gao is up on our podcast page as well. Text the word Vince to the aforementioned 855-616-1620 if you want a link to that. Lucky guy. That's all I'll say. Right? (laughs) Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Bob Brainerd. The final NFL game of 2023 will be played in Minneapolis, and the Packers and Vikings both need the W to keep postseason posturing intact. Green Bay already dropped the first meeting at Lambeau Field two months ago. Now Matt LaFleur and company try to turn the tables in a hostile building. Uh, they do a great job of um, you know, making it chaotic for the opposing team, especially for opposing offenses. That's something that we, we've stressed, we've shown. You see it on, the, on their tape make it a priority to to get lined up to give yourself a chance to even make any adjustment. One day later, the Badgers ring in 2024 with a bowl game matchup with LSU in Tampa, Florida. It will be tight end Hayden Rucci's final game with Wisconsin. He's feeling good about how the season ended and how it could end. It's all about the act, so uh, I couldn't be happier that, that we got that back. Um, but yeah, and then having a great team in, in LSU, because I think it's just another great test for us. Um, just to prove uh, what we can do and what it'll look like heading into the future. The Bucks road trip continues tonight in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. Chris Middleton broke out with a big game against Brooklyn on Wednesday night, and his running mate, Giannis, glad to have the help. Hey, he's feeling more comfortable. Uh, he's more confident. His body's feeling good. He's healthy. You know, sometimes it takes it takes a while for you to uh, get back going, and now he's he finds his rhythm. Catch the game right here on 620 WTMJ with pregame programming tipping off at 6 p.m. Also on the court tonight, the Milwaukee Panthers host Robert Morris in Horizon League play. And Wisconsin hockey team beat Air Force last night 3-0 in the holiday faceoff at Fiserv Forum. The Badgers dropped the puck against Northeastern tonight in the title tilt. Man, that's a really cool thing, the, the tournament. I'm so glad it's back. Used to be a thing. They call it like the Badger shootout or whatever years ago. At and, the Bradley Center. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and it's great, too, because fans showed up again last night. They'll show up again tonight. Badger hockey is back. They're, they they have a good squad, and so the fans have responded as well. And as it turns out, Fiserv Forum, a really great place to watch a hockey game. Oh, it, it's a tremendous <laughs> venue. Outstanding. Still coming up. I uh, mentioned before the Gypsy Rose Blanchard story has a Wisconsin tie, if you remember. We'll explore that story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. A national story here with local ties that was huge here in southeast Wisconsin when it all came to a close. Gypsy Rose Blanchard, no longer behind bars this morning. She's the Missouri woman who made parole Thursday. It was eight years after she confessed to helping murder her abusive mother. Before the murder, Gypsy appeared to have debilitating medical conditions which confined her to a wheelchair. 
She and her mother appeared inseparable, Dee Dee playing the role of doting mother. In an interview with People magazine before her release from prison yesterday, Gypsy said she now regrets her mother's killing, saying she didn't deserve that. She deserved to be where I am, sitting in a prison doing time for criminal behavior. Get into the Wisconsin part in a moment, but if this story is starting to become familiar to you once again, you may recall during that investigation, uh, it was revealed that Gypsy had been a victim of something they call Munchausen by proxy syndrome. It's a form of child abuse. Basically, a parent or guardian sort of gaslights the child into thinking that they're sick with all these various different things. And, you know, Gypsy was trotted out as uh, someone who had debilitating illnesses and all sorts of charity money was raised because of that. I think the first time I saw this was there was a show on Hulu yeah. about this, wasn't there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that abuse led to, to many to question her prosecution and to some today to celebrate her release from prison. This all came to a head here in Wisconsin, if you remember. Gypsy Rose and her boyfriend were arrested in southeast Wisconsin after the murder. TMJ4 News' Ryan Jenkins picks up the story from there. Blanchard was also forced to undergo unnecessary medical procedures as part of this scheme. She testified that she convinced her boyfriend at the time, Nicholas Godijan, to stab her mother to death. They both fled to his home in Big Bend, Wisconsin, where they were arrested. Dodajan is serving a life sentence for first-degree murder. Blanchard served seven years of her 10-year sentence. Her story was a focus of a Hulu miniseries in 2019 called The Act. See, that's right, Adam. So Big Bend Village in Waukesha County, it's just west of Muskego where this all came to a head and that arrest did occur. Gypsy telling People Magazine, if I had another chance to redo everything, I don't know if I would go back to when I was a child and tell my aunts and uncles that I'm not sick and mommy makes me sick. Or if I would travel back to just the point of that conversation with Nick and tell him, you know what, I'm going to tell the police everything. I kind of struggle with that. Gypsy Rose Blanchard arrested in Wisconsin in 2015 for the murder of her mother now out on parole. And don't forget about the Wisconsin Badgers. They've got a New Year's Day bowl game coming up. Bob Brainerd looks ahead in sports at 645. Big waves hitting the West Coast. Hear the sound of these waves, some higher than 30 feet high, all the way up the California coast from San Diego all the way to San Francisco. We're seeing it. We have the TVs here in the NX Wealth Management Studios. They've been kind of popping up some of these home videos of these waves, and people are just getting lifted off their feet. Cars are getting moved. What are you doing on the beach? Of course, right? You hear big yeah, waves, yes. and right? Yeah, that that kind of. But makes these sense. aren't like surfer waves. Not no, like, oh, is, dude, they'd be great. Like, no, this is just a straight, like dangerous. Yes, like a storm surge almost when yeah. you see in a hurricane. And there's audio of the police. In, I think it's Ventura, California. They're basically telling you, "Hey, you get caught up by this. Don't expect help." It only takes one for you to be washed out. We will not be able to rescue you if you go out. Not the exact, not exactly the thing you want to hear after you get swept away by a wave. Like, yeah, well, good luck. Well, I mean, that, that's the definition of a warning. Hey, we're just letting you know this isn't fun. This is dangerous, and we can't help you if you get swept out to sea. I've always wondered. Fair enough. You know how in the winter time a lot of people go up to Lake Superior for surfing. We also have surfers yeah, up yeah. here in Lake Michigan. Now, Michigan waves are pretty, I think, tepid. You know, maybe at most on a stormy day they're a few six, eight feet high. Lake Superior waves are no joke. I've seen people in the wetsuits going out to do that surfing, and it's it's I can't imagine doing it. It's dangerous. It's rocky. I've been to the Superior Coast plenty. More power to you. It's not for me. Uh, not to mention a little bit on the chilly side. Mm. Six thirty-eight on Wisconsin's morning news.
I get you going here on a Friday, 641 in Wisconsin's Morning News. Adam Roberts is in the chair next to me. Eric's off today. Greg Pancake Hill is producing the program, and Bob Brainerd will join us with sports momentarily. You just heard from Debbie on the traffic, and maybe a couple of those overpasses icing over this morning. A lot of wet conditions out there as you drive, so you want to keep it here to uh, get those updates from Debbie. You've heard of professional, you know, competitive eaters. Most famous competitive eating contest is what? Hobby uh, Nathan's hot dog. Right, yeah. yeah, right. Fourth of July thing on Coney Island. But uh, we had one here at Pfizer Forum. I think Joey Chestnut was in town for that. Like, he's got to be the most famous competitive eater, right? He's oh, the yeah. goat, right? Yeah. You've heard of this lady as well. Uh, her name is Katina Desjardins, right? She's uh, one yeah, of those yeah. who's a, fr- a frequent of these things. This is her job. She is a competitive eater. There's big money and fame on the line. WTMJ's Libby Collins talked recently with her. What's the most unusual food challenge you've ever been involved in? There's one that I always go back to because it was one of my favorites and it had the most variety. It was at a restaurant called The Ugly Grouper in Florida. And it was this mixture of the craziest food types that you would never think go together, but so did. I had to eat about seven and a half pounds of food, roughly, give or take. And it's outside. There was live music. And I'm there eating like a Polynesian style rice out of like a pineapple that was hollowed out, fried green tomatoes, mozzarella logs, these giant seafood tacos that had a cheese skirt coming out of them, a beautiful like turtle style cheesecake, a cocktail. It was amazing. One of my favorite meals of all time. I don't really recall feeling full after that because everything was so new and so enjoyable. I was just like getting it down. The hardest part was the heat. Eating in the heat is pretty rough, but oh, that was so good. It sounds delicious, but not if you're pounding it. Plus rice, that'll expand on you. Oh yeah. In the tummy. I can say when Chestnut was here for that burrito eating competition, Sandy Max and I, our own Sandy Max and I, went and did a little competition of our own trying to eat a burrito. I downed that thing in less than a minute. If I recall, you really housed that thing. I came in hungry. I came in angry at that burrito. Sandy, I think, took one bite and then spent the next 60 seconds laughing. Well, and if you wonder how they, you know, each quote-unquote athlete, and you can argue over whether or not these folks are athletes, but they refer to themselves as such. Some like to fast before. Some actually do a little bit of eating. Here's uh, Katina Dijarnay talking with Libby Collins about that. I like to eat a large, lower-calorie meal of vegetables, like a giant salad that's about five, five and a half pounds, and then afterwards drink a two-liter of diet soda, and the bubbles in that giant soda basically help expand you even more. So in the end, I'm maybe only having seven and a half pounds total of volume, but that little bit of gas from the soda kind of gives me maybe that little extra stretch. All right. That is a lot of leaves. Mm. <laughs> right. That, that is the definition of a big salad. That you is the I mean? big salad. <laughs> Fascinating stuff. You can hear more from Katina and uh, Libby Collins this Sunday morning coming up at 11 o'clock a.m. That's on WTMJ Conversations. 11 a.m. on Sunday. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Bob Brainerd. The Packers lost to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings two months ago in Green Bay. The task on New Year's Eve, even the score with rookie quarterback Jared Hall at the controls for Minnesota. He's obviously a very talented thrower, and he's got a lot of mobility. So that's something that we've struggled with quite a bit. Uh, Those mobile quarterbacks being able to break and tain and pick up yardage with their legs. So 
Uh, I know that we're going to have our hands full just defending him. The Badgers bowl game on New Year's Day in Tampa, Florida, slots Wisconsin as 10-point underdogs against LSU, even without Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Jaden Daniels skip in the contest for his NFL future. Safety Hunter Wohler of Wisconsin knows the Tigers still pack a punch. So the challenge that, that they're going to pose is just the the explosiveness and the, the big playability and the ability to you know make something out of nothing and score quick. Um, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make them sustain drives, um, keep everything in front of us, um, and ultimately at the end of the day, just challenge them. The Bucks draw the Cavaliers in Cleveland tonight to conclude their four four game road trip. Chris Middleton returned to form in the Wednesday night win at Brooklyn, and his coach took notice. Chris does a, a tremendous job of just settling in us down. His he has that vet savviness, vet leadership, always make timely shots, and not just his, uh, you know. The, the connection he has with Giannis and just having him as a, a, a extended coach on the floor. Game action can be heard right here on 620 WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. College Hoops, Milwaukee Panthers host Robert Morris at 7 p.m. in a Horizon League contest, and it will be Wisconsin against Northeastern in the Hockey Holiday Faceoff Championship at Pfizer Forum tonight. Badgers beat Air Force last night 3 to nothing. Well, you know, as that as that particular event, Bob, gains more traction, they're going to get bigger name teams in. I mean, back in the day, like we were talking about when they used oh. to have it at the Bradley Center, you get Michigan in here. Michigan, Michigan Wisconsin, North Minnesota. Th- North right. Dakota yeah. in the heydays. Yeah, yeah. The place was rocking. There'll become a time when you get those teams in and they take that curtain in the upper deck. Yeah. Take that off. Take and that down. Full house. It'll be awesome. 649 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Keep. on Wisconsin's Morning News, taking you into the new year. And our friend from ESPN Milwaukee, Gabe Neitzel, is in the house with us this morning. Did you care? I watched more of a random Thursday night bowl somewhere near New Year's than I would have were it not for it being the Pop-Tarts Bowl. (laughs) I'll tell you what. If you are a food company, you want to be sponsoring a bowl game. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, think about So the Cheez-It Bowl got some run. I mean, the Mayo Bowl, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, still getting a lot of run where they dump the mayo on the coach. They so had, nasty. You know, the people trying different things, <laughs> dipping the mayo in the broadcast <laughs> booth. And now the Pop-Tart Bowl last night. Fantastic. Like, no no offense to Tax, uh, tax Slayer and the Gator Bowl being played later right. today, but... I don't care about taxes. What are we no. in? What are the Badgers in? The Reliaquest. Re- Reliaquest. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't tell you. What do not they do? Even, what do they say? I don't know. I'm that. guessing they're supposed to be reliant about something. Yeah, reliant. So they're reliant, reliant about, about questions. Don't yes, care, I don't right? Know. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't care. But if you are a food, you should be sponsoring bowl games because you are going to get run on social media. You're probably getting more <laughs> than what you actually paid for the bowl game. You need to be a food company sponsoring one of these bowl games because the, the Pop Tarts Bowl was fantastic. The guys at the halftime desk were eating pop. Tarts. You had the Pop Tart mascot, who was fantastic, by the way. Really solid mascotting, I thought. He's running all over the field. You think he went to school for that, or is that just like a natural talent? I think think he was born with it. Well, (laughs) yes, but there's a mascot university somewhere, right? There's got to be. Has to be. No joke. If you're so. There's a difference between like the person who just dons the tools of ignorance for some charity, you know, yeah, like the big cup that walks around for the Salvation Army or whatever. Or oh, there's a skill. Yeah, yeah. So like that's like, hey, Gabe, we're gonna need you to wear the costume. All right, I'll, I'll jump in. Right. And then there's like you've known over the years the number of different. <clears throat> I hope I'm not speaking out of school here. Bangos. 
Oh, like, you know, like when they had professionals. The, oh, when they had the gymnast who yeah. did it. I mean, that would have been in Brandon Jennings days where he jumped, like, did the flip off the twenty foot ladder and dunked yeah. it. You're like, man, good luck to anybody. Good luck to the next person wearing bango because it's going to be really hard to top what this guy does. There are the athletic feats, and then there's of course the personality of the mascot. I thought I thought Pop Tart looked really solid yesterday. And I'll tell you what, I'm I'm one of the suckers. I probably haven't had a Pop Tart in five or six years. You thought about it, didn't you? No, I, I two weeks ago I bought Pop Tarts. <laughs> The Pop-Tart Bowl was talked about so much into the run-up, even before the game, because you knew they had the mascot. You knew the mascot was going to be edible. You knew that's what they were going to do. They also unveiled earlier this week, quite possibly the greatest bowl trophy of all time, where it's you know stacked on top, you got the football, and then there are two little toaster slots where you can put the two Pop-Tarts. Like It's a fantastic trophy, and it got so much run-up, like Pop-Tarts were in my brain. You go, you know what sounds good right now? Yeah, a little Pop-Tart. Pop-Tart. I think the pinnacle of the whole thing, though, has to be the descent into the toaster oven. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wondered how they were going to do the, our mascot is edible. So Pop-Tart mascot gets up on this platform that it's a giant is toaster. made to look like a toaster, right? And he, he is lowered into the toaster <laughs> and seemed fine with it. Very happy to go there. He was holding a sign that said, dreams do come true. That was the sign he was holding as he disappeared to his death. And, and it looked, like a, it looked like a very tasty death. And then out the bottom spits a legit, like, edible Pop-Tart. Oh, yeah. All the players were the jumping players over were there eating it. Yeah. Because it was an edible mascot. That was the whole point of the mascot. It was fantastic. Like these, this is what these bowl games should be. Like there is a value for the universities and the young players that do stick around, transfer port, and all those different things. There's a value there, but in terms of an entertainment product, it's not there the way it was 20, 30 years ago with no. a lot of these these bowl games. So you got to do different things to get people to pay attention and care. And the Pop Tarts Bowl hit a home run last night. I'm right there with you, running out for a box right after the show. <laughs> Six fifty-seven. Thanks, Gabe. Happy New Year.